Hey folks, welcome to another podcast episode on Code Stories. The name of my guest is Akash. Akash got his master's degree in computer science from Technische Universität Berlin and is currently working as a software engineer with a focus on iOS development. Akash is also a co-organizer of two co-learning events in Berlin, the legendary meetup group called Swift Dev Ninjas, which I'm also part of as a co-organizer, and another meetup group named Open Tech School, with a focus on front-end web development. He will provide an inside look at the project he's working on, a brief talk on the state of software development in India, and a short conversation about the never-ending debate about whether you need a degree in computer science to become a successful software developer. Stay tuned. Akash, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, Nathaniel. I'm doing very fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. What have you been up to? I have been like learning Objective-C right now. Wow, Objective-C. <laughs> yeah. The things everybody is running away from. <laughs> so yeah. iOS developers are running away from Objective-C and you are running to Objective-C. How is that the case? Uh, yeah, it's a different story because uh, when I started iOS development, I was uh, learning Swift in the beginning. So I was going through the programming courses like a bootcamp and then reading other Apple development courses online and and then it was more swift. But when I changed my job to become an SDK engineer for... Uh, what engineer? SDK engineer. Like, SDK, oh, all right. Yeah, it means like kit. a software mm. development kit engineer. Mm. So for developing uh, mobile SDKs, for iOS, you have an iOS SDK. Android, you have an Android SDK. For Unity, you have an Unity SDK, like a package. Yeah. that you can use so but like react and other cross-platform applications most of the things are still done in object to see so that's why i have to learn now object to see more because of my current job mm. so and we are still supporting right now ios 9 <laughs> oh, okay so that's why we have to do most of the programming in uh, object to see mm. and yeah i think because of the industry trends we are doing, uh, we did not move to Swift UI yet mm. because of supporting iOS I, 9. Yeah, it starts from 13, right? Yeah, so that's the reason we have still UI kits, so Objective-C is there. But every time there are new developments in Swift, but due to the interoperability and backwards compatibility with Objective-C, you mm. can still write things in Objective-C. Okay, so how is it, how's it going? <laughs> I would say in the beginning, it's a bit tough. Mm. It's a different uh, programming language and paradigm. So I have to take some help also from the senior iOS developers at the current company where I'm working mm. and uh, relearn C, C++, some parts and uh, starting Objective-C. So yeah, this book, I just uh, got it from library, like okay. Objective-C in 24 hours. All right. So I... But, oh. but you, you're not going to learn Objective-C in 24 hours from reading this book, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 24 hours is more like 24 chapters in mm. a sense. So, All right. So the idea is like you complete one chapter mm. uh, in one hour or something like that. So that's the reason when it is done. I think it's pretty uh, old publication. The second edition was the last, I guess, in 2014. Okay. But I would say it's kind of still relevant because... Uh, as a software development kit engineer, hmm. you try to develop the basics from the framework, 
from the UI kit and everything, more in network protocols and just showing images and videos, which is a lot. But to understand, okay, you have a limited amount of storage. Yeah. So that, how do you do it? You need to learn object to see. Like All right. Fundamentals. Yeah. Great, great. Uh, but I think it is it has, uh, also help you learn more about the iOS development, um, let's say environment, right? Learning. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's like learning the history of iOS, like why things are built this way, mm. like what was the reason behind mm. the history to know about this. Yeah, that right. helps to understand. Like if I want to continue surviving with iOS, mm. then yes, great. Yeah, um, you also a Swift Dev Ninja, right? <laughs> we, uh, yes. We first met at a meetup at our meetup Swift Dev Ninja uh, with Anthony, and uh, we decided to. Um, keep uh keep the meetup alive mm -hmm. together yes. uh, as organizers and um so how's that been going actually because you're the, the person that's most active right now in the uh, with the meetup i have a lot of stuff to do you have a lot of stuff too but you also decided to yeah to make sure that the, the meetup is still alive and thank you very much for that yeah. and so how's that Welcome. been going with the with the meetup I think the ground idea of uh, when we started the meetup was uh, the lack of uh, co-learning for Swift. Mm. So that's why we started and it was Swift co-learning and became Swift Dev Ninjas. So from 2008 in July, we, we started it out of nowhere just uh, by meeting online at the meetup.com at Open Tech School meetups. Mm, I think it's a good way. Like I met several lot of people. I met you, I met Anthony. Otherwise, I would have not met any one of you or other developers that I met. And uh, it helps to motivate you. So when you're starting your career, again, you're going to a new platform and you are starting at a level zero. You don't know about anything. And if you kind of meet people who are in the middle of it or already started mm -hmm. from uh, the first iPhone or something like that, then you know, okay, so how do I learn it? Like your fears and all your uh, feelings of going like, okay, I don't know this, this, like look at the size of these books, even the iOS apprentice or other kind of books, they look huge. Then you think, okay, can I finish it within six months or one year? Can I get a job? Mm. All these fears will go away by just meeting other people, talking to them and doing your hobby project. So Absolutely, I was having yeah. an hobby project. So going there, doing a little bit. Sometimes I don't have anything. I just go there to just to see what other people are doing and learn just from the presentation and learning and solving their problems. Great. Yeah. And uh, I also always enjoyed your presentations. Uh, some of them were like, good Lord, where, where do you get this information from? Well, you were doing some, um, uh, I don't know, you were trying to run your uh, uh, Xcode in some you know i don't know which machine you're trying to run xcode on we will all look like why just get a macbook come on what are you doing <laughs> uh, i think uh, that was a fun experiment uh, we were trying to learn uh, server side swift mm. so uh, we were not trying to run xcode on other os all so right. we were just trying to build the uh, swift library the framework that was given mm. uh, i think the foundation one yeah so and windows has like a compatibility option that you can run the server side swift so we that experiment was like kind of like okay can i still use the swift library like in linux people are doing and developing websites mm. so how about i just try with windows and see it was good success i would say but uh, i i wouldn't uh, advise people to go in that path just because you have to do some more extra code mm. 
I mean, sticking mm. with a Mac is kind of uh, easy way. Mm. But if you are like an uh, Linux user or Windows and you don't have money or budget, I would say go this extra mile. Mm. Yeah. All right. Great. All right. Um let's talk about your background. So where did it all began in tech for you? I would say like in my uh plus 2 or intermediate that we call in India. What so is like, called? Uh 12th class. 12th class, okay. Or intermediate. All right. After your I think in Ge- in Germany it's called Abitur. All right. Mm. Yeah. So it's the end of the your schooling like high school your completion. Mm. So we are playing at that time a lot of games so i was playing san andreas and prince of persia with my friends uh, i don't have a pc we used to go to a cafe and pay per hour just to play the games then i thought okay i am interested in gaming so let's learn how do they make then i thought okay the only way to make games is like learn computer science and engineering so then i started my bachelor's with computer science yeah mm. and uh in india uh computers um software development is huge right mm-hmm. yes uh, i think uh many people see computer science software development um uh, computer engineering as let's say um something that can help them come out of let's say poverty come out of the slums and uh that's why there are so many one of the reasons why there are so many software developers from india people who knows that this is for for some of them it's like do or die right either i know yeah. how this is going to work or i'm going to die here so and um how was that experience for you uh i don't know how you lived in uh, india but um did you had contact with people who were in this situation where they was just like i need to do this i don't want to stay here i want to on to move forward Uh yes because I think uh, due to the uh, economic situations and there are other things going on and uh, software engineering was kind of like a high speed job at that time mm-hmm. like you just complete your bachelor's and just start getting into the industry and then you start with a decent pay I will say at that time I think the biggest motivator was Satyam and other companies like consultancies like Infosys and others who are Uh, employing a lot of uh, people in this IT jobs and they were also getting uh, projects from US and other companies so that was the motivating factor like having a b- huge service sector and to employ people and there were many engineering colleges which just started just because of that mm. because uh, the boom and the idea of uh, huge demand mm. so that was the main reason i think i know few people like for them it's uh, this is the only way to move themselves forward because we don't have a pay structure like in Germany you have that kind of helps you in your education or if you are going on a poverty to lift you up so that was not there when i started in 2008 my bachelor's in engineering mm-hmm. so right now things are changing a little by little like a slow improvement people have an understanding and it's moving forward okay. like that's what we say for development right mm. everything is a slow step yeah exactly and um when it comes to uh, uh things like boot camps mm. do you are boot camps also like um is it also in uh, india is it something that's well known in india is it something that's uh, well I, represented in india i think before boot camps people used to go to uh, programming courses like learn java Oh, okay. So there used to be uh, in because I come from Hyderabad from India. 
So in this city, there used to be a separate place. Like I would say, like in Berlin, you have a Warschauerstrasse for music and concerts and events. Something like that. We have Amir Pit in Hyderabad, which has more coaching centers and a lot of programming. So this boot camp idea was not there, but there were courses like you go on training for six months or three four months. You kind of learn the basics and then you are there. But I think the new trend, I think, started somewhere like 15 or 16. I would say introduction of boot camps. Now mm. there are boot camps in, also in my city. Huh, I don't right. know about the other places, but mm. yeah, this trend is going on. Mm, great. That's good. Good for the people, right? Because yeah. I don't know how um, in India, how expensive um, uh, the college are, colleges are. Do you pay a lot money for college? Uh, I think it's it depends. Like in Germany, you also have like a private and a public colleges, right? Mm -hmm. So public colleges, you just pay like semester fee and you're done. But uh, in also India, it's almost like that. Mm. But the semester fees is kind of huge for private colleges. Mm. For government, it's affordable. It's affordable. Also yeah. for people who doesn't have much. I, there are some mm. new schemes. Like when I started, there was a new uh, prime minister from my state. So he gave some schemes that could help you pay for your college for your four years. Mm. So you just have to pay the nominal fees, like examination or some things, but most of things are covered. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, for bootcamp part, it's a little bit cheaper or it's, it's the same? I, I would say it depends on individual cases. Like oh. every bootcamp is kind of uh, pay for what they serve. So for my example, I was doing the IWS bootcamp from Udemy. Mm. I also, which I completed slowly, I would say almost a year, I would say, like not to have an illusion, like you could, if you have time a lot, you might complete in six months or less. But for me, I was working partially, making the chaos switch. I have to do every day, so a little bit later. Mm. So I was doing it online. Yeah. All right, great. And um, you also did a Windows phone <laughs> development, <laughs> Android, and also Android and you also even uh, sometime in your career you're also a qa engineer right uh yes can you so, tell us about the all this yeah, switches sure. so i think in my bachelor's fourth year like the last year the final year so there was this windows phone training going on in my college so i attended it i became part so there was a startup company educanect so i joined them educate yeah. is this educare educanect educanect i know another edu Edu, edu carrier something uh, also it's, uh, in India. yeah yes. it's it's a small company i think uh, now they were doing more in training courses and they were a microsoft affiliate uh, partner so in education programs they're going to colleges teaching people how to do windows phone development back then in 2011 and 12 yeah and win and windows 8 so i joined them as an intern i learned the windows phone development i learned further how to develop And it also helped my thesis. So I was doing a Windows Azure, like a cloud development for my thesis. So from there, I was doing Windows Phone development and slowly because it's C-sharp and Windows 8 was introduced at that time. So it's almost similar. So then that's how I ended up in Windows ecosystem. But after that, I came back uh, to Portugal where I worked for a company via Tecla for some time as Windows Phone programmer. Then I was in Germany, taking vacation, time off for three months, figuring out what I want to do in my life. Then I said, okay, now do some masters. So I was at TU Berlin and went to them. Okay, what should I do now? 
they suggested me a course i joined then i was working as a working student in building companies that's how i started with qa mm. and uh, for i think it's uh, called via kaufen dein auto right now so there i work for as, as a queue engineer I oh think, via kaufen dein auto de yeah. oh nice i bought my oh i sold my car there <laughs> recently <laughs> nice yeah I, i think it was a good company but uh, because i was in windows phone development and i wanted to move forward in phone development then i thought okay then i got a chance at uh, com- a mobile company in berlin mostly in advertising so i joined this company and i was doing solution engineering there so then that time i was going to android meetup in berlin uh, so there i learned android development Mm. then i started in this company doing like small projects integration projects mainly about the product so that's how i learned android but after my masters in computer science is finished then uh, there was this uh, dilemma like what should i do because uh, i was there was also at the time there was a layoffs and uh, there was an adobe air engineer who moved to ios at that time then i was thinking okay I was I don't know but I was introduced to how to use a Mac in this company so they gave me a MacBook then I learned how to use it that other previously I was using more in Windows phone in the other development I was using Windows machines sometimes I used Ubuntu for the Linux one so that's how then I thought okay now let's think about iOS then I started to talk to people then I moved forward with iOS development Mm, great. And then all started with Sudan and just like to find out. Yeah. Okay. And um having experience in all these fields, uh what would you recommend someone who would like to who's looking into uh mobile development? Would you recommend Windows, iOS or Android? I think is uh, uh, with, um is windows even still is it still around no, it's it's, uh, it's it is it's gone it's gone okay yeah i think uh, they introduced the uh, discontinuation mm. after uh, i think microsoft but nokia after it didn't work out okay so, so yeah now for- it's only two okay forget android, android and ios, iOS. <laughs> and uh w- w- you you decided to move forward with ios mm. i think because the company you working for demands ios development right Yeah, they also have Android development, but at that time what I saw the situation, I I think my manager at that time was an ex-iOS developer. So, he was doing Objective-C projects and Swift slowly at that time. So, he was also inspiring at the time. So, that's why I moved forward. Then I saw it's almost like a better trend, I would say. In a way because uh, at Windows I saw okay, they introduced a new platform, but they quickly change they they are a bit agile like they don't support quite long they abandon the system and say okay after four years this is a new thing mm. but at uh, apple what i saw is like they continue to try to support i think maybe for six seven years so if you if they, they are going to change they change it very slowly three four years of transition period okay this new thing is going to come like switching from object to c to swift the switch is not done yet but the transition is slow like in past four years what i've seen is like they're slowly importing new frameworks adding it on top and preparing p- people saying okay you know object to see but you should also tra- start learning swift this is the future mm. yeah all so right this approach i would say uh, when you want to switch it to a platform 
think about uh, your long-term goals and interests. How long you are going to sustain in this platform and about also your learning curve because not everyone can learn things at a very small amount of time. Some people take six months, one year or two years to learn something. So I would say depending upon your learning curve, choose a platform, stick with it. I mean, after learning Android and iOS, I would say everything seems fine. You think, okay, both are almost program mobile development and the OS have different things. They are for different stuff, different product. I would say for Android, you have a lot of devices that you have to support, different screen sizes, a lot of change. If you can handle it, go for it. <laughs> If yeah. you are like, uh, okay, I want to have like limited amount of screens, a stable development, I would say go for iOS. Mm, great advice. Thank you. Mm. And um, you also participated in some hackathons, right? Yes. Would you recommend people who are new into software development to participate in going to a hackathons or yeah 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 i i would advise i mean if you have time for one day mm. or at least i think some hackathons are six hours or 12 hours some are like a 24 hours hackathon i think the last hackathon that i participated in berlin was about a transportation they were looking for a green transportation goals uh, it was uh, a bo mo mobile boot camp mobility boot camp I don't remember the proper name right now. It's almost like three years back. Hmm. There I was, went there and uh, so this hackathon was happening. So Intel came with their uh, Edison chips. So it's almost like uh, Raspberry Pi. So we are going to develop an application that you can use uh, Intel Edison. So at that time, I learned how to program in Arduino. And then later I used it in my thesis also. It helps, like learning a new programming language helps in one way. It's a good investment. You can have like one or two years later. Hmm. Yeah. Great. And uh, did you came out uh, first? <laughs> no, we, we, we could not win. But uh, the good participation was to, I met new people, was to know like how people think. It's yeah. like every time you meet a new person, uh, how do they react to things how do they think it changes your perspective you become more uh, a pleasant person slowly thinking okay things does not go how they plan they keep on changing more adaptive and when you meet new people you make new friends hmm. yeah great that's why i would say like hackathons meetups the social networking mm. that's the better i mean you can do everything online by sticking to linkedin or meetup.com but This in-person way of meeting people, I would say, is better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I fully agree. So, um, you did a bachelor degree, computer science degree. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you decided to do your masters, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You also did that, and so right now, there's more or less like an underground debate if you should go to college to become a software developer and if a bachelor degree someone will say okay go there bachelor degree is okay uh masters is like over the top it's just too much and i've know people who are going higher than the masters uh going towards a phd and okay. uh <laughs> <laughs> and so 
from from what you've experienced, you were there in college, you've seen the, the curriculum, you've seen the subject, you've mm-hmm. seen what they teach you. Do you think it is necessary for you to have that experience to become a software developer? Mm, I would say it depends upon your financial situation, how much time you have. That's the main thing. It's about your individual case. If you have the time and money, go for the traditional approach, go to a college, enjoy the college life. <laughs> I mean, it's not about studying, you meet new people, you play football with them and enjoy the life and learn software engineering there and also the computer science. Like why people developed it, like going to a college, learning things, you would also know the history behind it and also know how things you should be doing and you become a better professional. And this is kind of a slow approach, like taking four years after your time, but when you are young, like 17 or 18, you have a lot of energy and yeah, I won't say, yeah, and you have money to okay. spare and time. I'm totally, um, I'm in my thirties right now. Would you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I would say it depends on the time. It's, I, yeah. If you're young, are you saying I'm old or <laughs> no. <laughs> no not like that like I said depends on time and money always oh, yeah. most of the decisions that we make in life mm. so if you have time and money go for the traditional approach and I think in Germany it's kind of nice the government tries to support you the company tries to support you yeah they have the Ausbildung programs I think apprenticeship and also the governments try to fund you a little mm. I won't say not much but everything is fine mm. to help you but uh, if you don't have uh, time and money go for a boot camp or an apprenticeship mm. because a boot camp will be done i think three months or six months depending upon the one that you choose and how much time you can dedicate for it mm. or uh, if you think you cannot afford that or if there is no support from the state i would say go for the ausbildung mm. program Hmm. I think it takes three, four years. Three years, yeah. Yeah. Then every day you learn how to do the job. You have some theory and practice. You get some money just to pay your rent hmm. and your transportation and food. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Great. And But uh, I would say like even after uh, after I did master's, I, I'm still learning. Hmm. It's a never-ending process. Okay. Hmm. So, you, you th- so you believe that even after having a master's, you're still in a position where you don't think you you know everything or you have you still have to actually build something that's um put um that's on the market that people actually really use for you to gain let's say the real experience right because in college you do a lot of sandbox and, and things that are not like people are not really using out there and uh, when you actually in the in the in the in an in the, in the industry mm-hmm. and yes. there's pressure there are deadlines and uh things a little bit different right and when you're working in a team also i yeah. mean in college you also work in a team i guess you have maybe friends but uh when you're working in um in a corporate you have a team and you have different people from different uh departments you have qas you have uh designers and you have to be able to communicate with them which is going to be the next thing we're going to talk about mm-hmm. True. and uh, yeah uh, 
what i would say is like uh, it's a changing environment like every industry so you need to adapt to the change so if you are not able to adapt to the change it becomes kind of tough for you to survive in the industry because uh, right now you are developing for something people are not using right now they might use it in next year or sometime later or it may not even see the light but that is not the case you have a a goal a vision for the product that you have to develop you understand how to develop you go on so i mean if you like developing things it's always fun mm. i mean you also get the incentive benefit of getting paid that's the other thing but the most important thing is you're able to enjoy doing the job absolutely developing with different people different teams you, you get introduced to strangers you so you slowly become friends you try to talk with them be mindful of your language and collaborate with them and do programming sometimes pair programming when it's possible mm. but uh, mostly compared to other jobs that does not require much investment software engineering likes it sorry it requires a lot of investment from your side mm. even after going after the work back to your home sometimes you have to need, read a new article or look at a new event what's happening yeah watch youtube videos sometimes i just watch unboxing videos to see okay how a new iphone looks like or an ipad just to motivate myself yeah. okay this is the yeah, thing you're always yeah. trying to stay in that context right yes. we have your mind surrounded by elements that uh, comes from that um, environment that's that's good that's great and um the the next thing i would like to talk about uh, uh technical skills not enough right i think you working uh, already uh working for a few years now yeah in um, software development you've also noticed that it's more than just being able to code true yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, the technical skills uh, you require them in order to do the job you don't have to be an expert in the field in your starting time but slowly when after sometimes people expect you to become a person who knows how to do this thing the yeah. expertise is like becoming a senior engineer and lead and to tell other junior engineers how to motivate them and to work so that part i mean i no one is perfect they don't know everything they just know few parts of things they try to become perfect that they used daily so this incremental kind of thing is like don't be afraid i would say i mean technical skills are just the way for you to pass the interviews but uh, how do you collaborate with others the communication skills is a key even if you the starting you don't know how to communicate with you properly with other people uh can i can yeah. i jump into that sure. quick just the, the technical skills uh, it's also for you to pass the technical interview that doesn't mean that you're going to get hired <laughs> because that's yeah. something completely different because uh True. i um like recently experienced someone who had the technical ability mm-hmm. to to be part of the team and he was this person was really really good technically it was like over the top really good but um the other part wasn't wasn't that good so sorry for interrupting just no, it's okay. <laughs> i could understand i mean uh, there are many kind of people like you have introvert people and extrovert some people are shy to talk some people are 
more energetic. They try to talk with people on every topic or point. Some people like, okay, I don't know how to talk. This is a strange person. So it depends upon what kind of person you are. But I would say try to talk to the people. I mean, you don't have to talk about your personal things or they just like, how are you doing? It's the first thing. People are saying like you're good or bad. Just trying to know your mental state. That they can do something. If you're not feeling well, let's talk about it tomorrow. That's how we try to talk with people, right? Mm. So this communication is kind of important. Because uh, we have more planning. And then talk how we are going to do this work next week. So in, in general, in development, it's like uh, you have uh, sprint planning. Exactly. So in current company, we follow Scrum. So mm. they just try to discuss this is the task in the job with all the team. If you don't understand it, you try to talk about it. People try to clear about it to you. At that time, if you fail, you're going to face difficulties when you start the task. Then you're trying to ask, then people try to say, okay, but we talked about in the planning. You should have asked these questions while you're not paying attention at that time. Mm-hmm. So some of these things come up. But in generally, like uh, if you don't know, if you're stuck in your task doing something, you need to know the right person, how to talk to them and explain. Because right now you have to explain the context of the task because right now, for example, you're doing something, I'm doing something. In the middle of your work, I just come, okay, this work, this thing is not working. How do I know what you're doing? I have to tell you, okay, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to achieve this. I am stuck here. So the other person needs to know how to explain this to you. Mm. That's, I would say, communication, not to imagine it like a big public speaking stuff. Just yeah. to explain like... Uh, what's going on in your mind hmm. tell the other person exactly in understandable way yeah yeah uh, yeah communication is uh, very important uh, like you already mentioned like uh, agile principles we mm-hmm. are applied you know daily and our daily uh, job and um we have uh, scrum and kanban and just knowing that every day you're going to be s- having a stand up this was something i was i didn't i didn't uh, had any experience with stand up before before starting working for my current company mm-hmm. uh the previous company i was working for there was no um agile principles there and you just come to work do your work after that you go home come mm-hmm. to work do your work after that you go home so when i started uh, uh working here and seeing stand up you have to like uh <laughs> talk to your colleagues every day talk about the the the, the things you the tickets you're working on if you're yeah. facing any blockers if you need any help and it was a lot of kind of a little bit confusing to me at the beginning but later i realized how important it is and i also had to let's say sharpen my communication skills because before it was just me doing my job going home and and starting from scratch again. And uh, now I have to be able to tell someone in a very clear and precise fashion what I'm doing, right? So that they understand it. And yeah. also that also tell shows if I really understand what I'm doing, if I can tell someone, um, ask someone the right questions and uh, tell someone the things that I'm working on. And um, yeah, that's very important to communications. All right. I mean it in the starting it takes some time but mm. you get used to it. Mm. It's also more the stand ups are for improving your teamwork because in a as a as a team 
you try to make the whole team successful and you're not thinking as an individual yeah absolutely so that can brings up your team spirit up keeps your motivation up going to the job they feel okay today i'm going to do something to make and achieve these are small achievements but they make you happy at the end of the day great thank you we're almost done the last thing i would like to say is where can people reach you Ah. <laughs> I mean uh, I'm everywhere on the internet. All right. <laughs> I mean I would say the best way is uh, you can for professional you can reach me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, all right. Something quick or f- you can reach me on Twitter. Mm. And yeah, if you are in Berlin or if you are in Swift, you can also join the Swift Dev Ninja Slack group mm. and talk over there. All right. Yeah. yeah, so the Swift Dev Ninja uh, uh meetup group is not dead. So we're still here and because of uh corona thing, yep. it uh flattened down a little bit, but um hopefully when this thing's over in 10 years, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, when it thing's over, uh we can all meet again and um yeah, share our experience, share our skills. True. And um yeah, I'm just going to leave um the the link for the for your linkedin uh uh profile in the video description also for our uh, meetup swift dev ninjas yep, thank fine. you akash for taking your time thank, thank you for being my guest yeah you're welcome yeah thanks for inviting yeah, yeah this is the first time that i'm doing an interview uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. okay thank you raj cool thanks man yeah bye bye